Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we get into this video, make sure you're following me on Twitter. It is the best place to interact with me. Never mess with a rancher and a neighbor. My father had the ultimate revenge when I was a kid. I grew up on a horse ranch in Colorado. We had a long piece of property, about 80 acres, and we raised Missouri foxtrotters. We had lived there for almost 20 years when some folks bought a strip of property way out the back of our land. It was a strange plot of land as it was very narrow and was sandwiched between our back fence and a busy county road. We were surprised anyone would buy it actually as it forced the house to be pretty close to said road. Well, we never meet these new neighbors until one day my dad gets a notice from a lawyer telling us that after having surveyed the property lines our back fence encroaches on their property between three and six inches depending on the spot along the fence line now these folks had never met us never introduced themselves our first introduction was this legal demand all right instantly that's leaving a bad taste in my mouth my father was a salt of the earth kind of man very kind but also very strong-willed he called these folks arranged a meetup and tried to talk some sense into them Firstly, did three to six inches really matter that much? And why'd they not come to us to talk it through? You know, I often ask myself that first question. He even offered a number of different compromises. These folks were hostile from the get-go. They demanded he move the fence immediately or they would sue. Apparently, the law stated that they had to put their house so far away from our fence line and they wanted to push it as far back from the road as they could when they built it. So they wanted that six inches very very badly. I still remember when my dad got home from the meeting. He hung his hat up and shook his head when he told my mum in his slow way. Well, looks like we got the kind of folks for neighbours you don't ever want to have for neighbours. Just want to apologise for that abysmal attempt at an accent, but oh well, you know what you get on this channel. They sued and won, and we were forced to move the fence in two weeks. I say we because I was the free slave labourer, as all farm kids are in this kind of thing. All that fencing material and the time were a big cost for my family, but we got the work done in early spring. Here is where the fun comes in. So the new neighbors broke ground and built all through the end of winter and into spring The very next weekend after they had moved into their house Dad rousted me out of bed and we took the big truck into town to the lumberyard I was extremely puzzled as we loaded up a bunch of fencing material and building supplies We didn't have any big projects going on that I knew about and I kept asking him what it was for But he just told me to wait and see with a devilish smile on his face We build a pen and a small enclosure very near our back property line directly behind the neighbor's new shiny house the next day one of our farm friends delivered a half dozen pigs to their new home 
Dad insisted on feeding those hogs table scraps and all the things that would go into the composter, as well as some good balanced hog feed to keep them healthy. Now, you may not know this, but the smell of pig excrement is directly related to what they eat and their pen. Table scraps make them smell bad. I mean bad. I had to drive the four-wheeler back there every day to take care of them, and within a month, when I was halfway there, my eyes would start watering it smelled so bad. When we mucked out the pen with the bobcat, we also made the pile right next to the pen. I can't even imagine how bad the smell was living in that house. The neighbors, of course, freaked out, and again without ever even trying to talk to us, went the legal route. They lost, as the area was zoned agricultural, and my dad had done his homework to make sure he was breaking no laws or regulations. The pigs were far enough from us and our other neighbors that it didn't bother anyone but the people he wanted it to bother. Come fall, when winter moved in, we sold the pigs to slaughter, and dad stacked up a bunch of building supplies next to the pen and let the neighbors know we would be expanding the profitable operation in the spring when they came out to scream at him. He smiled the whole time, speaking in his slow, steady way. The new neighbors sold their new house in January when the ground was frozen and the new owners would not smell the pen. Though, as soon as the old neighbors were gone, we torn down the enclosure, spread the nasty stuff on their hayfield and the new neighbors never had any bad smell come spring they also were great neighbors and are still lifelong friends more of the story never mess with a rancher now op has left a little edit in since i've gotten this question a bunch of times this is what my dad proposed to the neighbor after getting the letter to move the fence but before we ended up in court he really did want to cultivate a good relationship with the new neighbor even though they started on such a lousy foot so firstly he offered to sell them five acres of land at the back of the property at a super affordable price so they could have a better plot and get well back from the road our back fence line was almost five acres long so it would have shaved an acre long line off is all so it would have shaved an acre long line off at all and that was wooded land so that was not good pasture land anyway they were not interested they had plenty of funds too by the way as they were sitting on a million dollar payout from selling their home in ca which we knew as they brought up multiple times in the discussion of course they did statements that they had all the money they needed to take us to court if we didn't comply immediately Secondly, my dad asked if he could move the fence over time then, rather than being hit for the cost all at once. Ranchers, after all, are not made of money. We could move the section right behind the proposed building site immediately to help with planning, etc. first. They were not willing to do that. It all had to be moved immediately. And lastly, my dad was friends with the two guys that did the inspections for the county for this kind of stuff. We had built many additions and changed on the ranch over time as well. They were all in the volunteer fire department together as well. He offered to get all of them together and see what options they had for dealing with the offset issue. The neighbor refused again demanding the fence be moved immediately. If you see a theme here, so did my dad. There is no pleasing some people, so my dad let him take us to court. I later found out that my dad was using the time to save up some money since he figured he would have to move the fence and that that was expensive. And he hoped maybe the neighbor would not push it that far and come to work with him rather than go to all that cost. I know my dad reached out a couple more times to the neighbor before things went to court too. Well, in conclusion, some people are just stubborn brats and there's not a lot you can do about it. But your dad 
did the right thing in this situation. So props to him. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Moving on to our next story. A co-worker was eating people's lunches, so I poisoned them and got them fired. So I like to bring my own food into the office and we have a fridge to put things into and I have my food in tubs with my name on them. A co-worker would sometimes not see people's names on food and think it was theirs, so would heat it up and eat it and then apologize. They did this enough for it to be an annoyance, but not enough for our employers to really care. This has been happening with my food for once or twice a month. Last month, I'd had enough. Now, I like spicy food, but I don't bring it into the office as sometimes I'll let people try some of my food and my cooking. I ordered a bag of ghost chili peppers and put the full bag into a pot of chili that would last for several days. I took this into the office and had it for lunch every day. Midweek, my lunch went missing and I was waiting for the person who was steaming my lunch to get a shock when they ate it. What happened in reality was someone got sent home sick and the next day they were off and I was told they went to the doctors for stomach pains. Two weeks went by and the co-worker who was off refused to talk about it and said HR was involved, so I knew they were going to try and get me fired. I went home and ordered another bag of ghost chilies and made another batch of my chili, this time with only one chili in a single tub. I put this in the freezer and the following Monday, I was told I had an HR meeting that day. I refused and said they needed to give me 24 hours to find someone to come into the meeting with me. And the next day I had my manager come into the meeting and brought in my now heated ghost chili infused chili. The long and short is I was told I could be fired for trying to poison the person who was stealing my lunch and i asked if they admitted to stealing people's lunches which they did i then said i have a batch of the chili in question with me and i like spicy food my liking of spicy food shouldn't stop me from having it at work since it doesn't smell when heated like fish and my manager agreed it was on the person who took my lunch without knowing how spicy it was and i should not be held liable if they eat something of someone else's that doesn't agree with them my manager and i then ate some of the chili and offered it to other people in the meeting some of whom tried it and agreed while it was spicy it was clearly what i liked as i was fine eating it the meeting ended and nothing happened I wasn't taken into another meeting and my lunch wasn't taken anymore But the person who had stole our lunch got a slap on the wrist and was allowed to stay at work Lunches started to go missing again So my manager went to hr to say that lunches were going missing and he knew who was taking it and had proof this time And when they asked for the proof he presented the meeting record with the line highlighted where they admitted they had stolen lunch And the line where hr had said that this was not what the meeting was about 
they were fired the next day for theft of property and told they would not be given a reference. Well, that is the ultimate revenge and it's good to see that karma came back around in the end. Good job. I can't think of anything worse than bringing in food to the office and your co-workers just stealing it. Like, what would you even have for lunch at that point? This dude definitely got what they deserved. Anyway, that is the end of this video. Thank you so much for watching to the end. Now, just to confuse people that haven't watched all the way through, comment below, Redditor likes pasta, and I will heart every comment I see. Now, let's see the reaction to people that haven't made it so far in the video. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. And Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.